this is Albuquerque? No, this is like 20 miles outside of Albuquerque. When's the next bus? I have no idea. Let's just start the show. Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast, Joe. I'm Paul. And in a world gone insane, I am... John. <laughs> and today it is episode 7 of Transformers Energon. It is Megatron Raid, or Megatron's Raid, depending on who you listen to. It depends on who you listen to and how you talk, Paul. And let me tell you, dear listener, this is my voice after coughing for three days straight with a nasty flu. Doesn't it sound great? <laughs> anyway, whatever. Let's get back on track here. Uh, this episode was written by Akira Okay, and last time on Transformers Energon, the Autobots thought they were all that in a bag of chips when they easily repelled multiple Terracon attacks, but then Megatron woke the fuck up. And in this episode, <laughs> <laughs> despite the last episode, them having all the guns to kick all the ass, Inferno tells us that they've been getting their asses kicked. Yep, he does the recap again, and Hot Shot's... Still takes us back to where the last one ended. Hotshot's still on the ground, and his arm is still off, and his hands all smoking and twitching. And Optimus says to Megatron, "I know why you're here. You're after our Energon, and then you're going to revive Unicron with it." <laughs> oh, he figured that all out on his own. Um, and Megatron's like, "Yeah." Um, Hotshot, or sorry, um, Ironhide wants because he's pissed off about Hotshot. He wants to attack. Kicker wants to attack as well, but Optimus is like, whoa, 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 we're horribly outnumbered. That's a dumb move, which I'll give him credit. He's he's right there. Um, but then Megatron says something that just, I, I don't know, it was just dumb writing. But he says, yes, Optimus, I'll let you leave. But the next time we meet, you have to give me all your energy on. And Optimus, like, agrees to that. They, they kind of go back and forth a lot on, on some things in this episode. Oh, they do. But yeah, Megatron just lets them go because reasons. And inside Unicron's upside down head out in space, Alpha Q can feel Unicron losing power because Megatron keeps stealing energy on from him. Remember he said that. And they're going to send a thief to steal it back. And that thief is Starscream. Now, I was very into this. Oh, oh, oh one thing. Uh, Megatron pulls out his sword, the, his, like, green Ninja Turtle sword. Um, <laughs> and Optimus is like, oh, I can't beat you with that sword, uh, which is important for later. But, um, y y yeah, I was really into this as soon as I st saw Starscream. I don't know if it was hard to tell his uh, design. I mean, we see it later clearer, but... I think I don't like this design as much as I like the Armada design. The Armada one was probably my favorite Starscream ever. <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. You it know, was pretty good. Anyway, um, we, we then go back to, uh, I think we're at Ocean City or whatever city this one is, and they put Hotshot into an Energon pool, and Kicker's like, I thought Energon hurt Transformers, and then... Um, is it Inferno or Jetfire is like, oh, no, no. If you it, use it's it in Inferno. Yeah. If you use it in small doses, it's okay. But he's in an entire vat of it. That's that's, that's the biggest dose you can give him. It's like he explains, like, if you maybe it means lower concentration. But I thought it'd be funny, though. I feel like Kicker said, I thought you could guys couldn't touch that. Inferno was like, oh, shit, that's right. Take him out, take him out. And they take him out. And it's like taking something out of the deep fryer is even more fucked up. I, for but. I forgot about that. Uh, so we go back to um, Optimus and... Uh, I think it's a jet fire. Oh, 
yeah, this is Jetfire. He's like, he somehow 3D scanned Megatron's sword just by looking at it. Why not? And he's building new ones, plural, uh, that Optimus is going to have him sent to uh, all the different Autobot cities. And then Jetfire brings up Demolisher again. Yep. There's still the issue of him, and with Demolisher, he's still guarding that same door he always is, and he's just kind of looking at the clouds, and he misses the good old days. But Optimus, like, he goes, oh, well, what's up with Demolisher? And Jetfire says, uh, you know, hey, <laughs> Megatron's back. Like, we, we didn't know if we could trust him before. I'm still concerned about that. He's an uncertain element. And Optimus goes, yes. And then walks away. Yeah, that's it. That's all he does. See, so remember that Optimus was warned that this is an issue because there's a really good scene coming up. Mm-hmm. And out at Unicron's wreckage, uh, Megatron commands the Terracons to release the Energon that they stole from Plain City, I guess. And it just starts to repair Unicron. And this is where Megatron reveals that you know his intent was not to revive Unicron just to kill him again, because that would be stupid. It's to bring him back, to put him on the payroll, to do his dirty work kind of thing. But he's giving Energon to, <laughs> to Unicron, Unicron yeah. when the guy just said he's stealing Energon for anyway. Oh, he that. also gets an Energon star. They get, yeah, yellow ones, which, you know what? I finally Googled these things. I was like, what's the deal? And all they are is a power-up. It feels like video game mechanics. But then we go, oh, fuck, I love this scene. Mm. Uh, we have a really good one-on-one with Tidal Wave and Scorponok. Yeah, because Tidal Wave's got Scorponok in some kind of a repair thing, or maybe it's just wherever this even is, inside a part of but Unicron, But it, it looks maybe. painful. Yeah, oh, yeah, and just the, the sounds, the, the screaming that Scorponok is doing. Yeah. Uh, there's So they, they talk back and forth a bit. Tidal Wave basically says, you're lucky I even bothered to repair you with the betrayal you you uh, pulled off. Yeah, you and, use me and Cyclonus. You're lucky I'm even doing this. Yeah, it, it, he, Scorponok tries to excuse himself, but Tidal Wave just won't have it. He's like, you tried to kill uh, Megatron, take his power for yourself. Fuck you. And he, he goes to walk away. Scorponok says, like, hey, I have a question. Why didn't Megatron kill Optimus on back on the planet there? And this line, this was a fucking great line. Tidal Wave tells him, if you can figure that out, I will begin to trust you again. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and that's good writing. Scorponok figures Megatron, even despite his shiny sword and shiny new body, he's scared of Optimus. Mm. Which means, if that's the case, that means that Tidal Wave is aware of that, which means Tidal Wave knows Megatron's flaws and faults, but follows him anyway. Yeah. Every, I, I know I've said it, I'm beating this dead horse, but everything on the Decepticon side of this series is layered in character, and I fucking love it. And now we get our crash course in Omnicon history from Jetfire, and uh, the <laughs> yeah. Omni- he's explaining it to Kicker as we see the Omnicons are working on building these swords, like doing all the forging and blacksmithing and stuff like that and beating them with the hammers. But, but uh, yeah, the Omnicons are basically peaceful transformers that search the galaxy for Energon and make it into useful products that Sword <laughs> uses. <laughs> And uh, Kicker's like, well, why do they search the galaxy for Energon? And Jetfire's like, it's because they're like dozers, man. That's what they were created for. (laughs) And they know where they belong. Like, yeah. What? So, like, is this like a caste system kind of a thing? They know where they belong? I mean, look, with the, the political incorrectness of the Transformers franchise, when you dig into it, is vast. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's indentured servitude in there. But what drove me nuts, and it really 
this was the only thing that really upset me. Actually, no, you know what? There was a number of dumb little things in this overall good episode, but one of those dumb little things here is Kicker going, oh, they know where they belong. <laughs> yes. Which is going to be this dumb payoff later. later. And Kicker has never wondered where he belongs. From the very beginning, he's like, I'm staying here on Earth. Me, me, me. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to do what you say when I'm on my planet. <laughs> And back outside Demolisher, he's still pining for the good old days when the alarm goes off because there's a space bridge opening 30 miles south of the city. Yeah, uh, and Optimus Prime, obviously, well, he sends Jetfire and then, uh, I think he goes with Ironhide, but Kicker wants to join, and I did like this, where Optimus says, no, 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 you can be a bigger help at the base, which, admittedly, he's going to be when uh, Starscream shows up. Well, and also, he doesn't want Megatron to find out about Kicker's abilities, I guess. So Ironhide and uh, Optimus head off after Jetfire, and then Jetfire gets to the space bridge. There's nothing there, but something, like, bumps into him. Well, yeah, we just see something materialized behind him and just slams through him, like flies right through him, and then disappears again. Yeah, bump was the wrong word. (laughs) And back at the base, it's starting to rain now, and another space bridge opens. This one's just a mile away, so a little bit closer. (laughs) And a whole bunch of Terracons appear, and I guess Ironhide can fly now? Sure, why not, really? Anyway, here's the interesting part, is that Demolisher's kind of helping defend the city until Megatron shows up. Starscream also appears and starts fighting Optimus, just like appears behind him, hits him once, teleports away, and then he's on the other side of him again. That kind of goes on in the background. Which is a great Starscream tactic. Like, that that tactic is very Starscream. Yeah, exactly. Which kind of makes you wonder, why was Skywarp the one that could teleport in G1? Like, Skywarp was an idiot. Like, Starscream is the one that will be able to use that ability correctly. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, the reason for anything in G1 is because toys. Yeah, to sell toys. (laughs) So Megatron's, uh, or Optimus is fighting uh, uh, Starscream up in the air and getting his ass kicked. Although, I think this is when Kicker starts, like, communicating with Megatron, or Optimus, because he can see on the, you know, the visual screens. uh, He can see Starscream kind of coming into the side of the right. So he starts giving Optimus cues, which... Doesn't give Optimus an advantage, but kind of levels out the playing field. But yeah, Megatron lands in front of Demolisher, and before that, we see see him in like Starfighter mode coming out of the space bridge. And if there was, because there's not a lot of transformations in this episode, and I'm thinking if you were going to put one in, this is the one right here where you get a super detailed transformation of Megatron, who is kind of a new character. Yeah, we haven't seen this model transform When yet. he lands in front of Demolisher. Like, Demolisher could see this thing coming, like, oh, what is that? What is that? And then it transforms, and it's Megatron. Yeah, the, the, the arrival, the entry could have been done better, but once he's there, I really like this dynamic. This is, it's rare I'm going to say this, but this is really, really good David K. Megatron. Yep. They, they figured out how to use it right, and he gaslights Demolisher so well. Demolisher, he's like, what, Megatron? And Megatron's like, yes, it's me. Uh, I want, you know, you, you worship me, you're a Decepticon. Blow open that door. And Demolisher hesitates for a bit. And before he can actually answer, Ironhide jumps in. Yep, he wants a go at Megatron for what he did to Hotshot, and Demolisher stops him. He's like, man, are you high? You're no match for him. And then 
and then Demolisher just slugs him one. Yeah. Because he's tired of hiding what he is. Yeah, he drops him to the ground. It, it's kind of lame that Ironhide just sits in the ground going, Ew, Yeah. Like one punch to the <laughs> gut. Like, at least shoot a laser at him. You've got lasers for fingers. Because he stays down for, like, most of the rest of the episode. Oh, yeah, he just sits there going, Demolisher, no. But this is the part I really like. Demolisher walks up to Megatron, and Megatron says, Oh, okay, you're an Autobot. If you want to be an Autobot, I'm your enemy. So shoot me right now. Just do it. And Demolisher puts his guns up, but realizes he can't. He is a Decepticon. Yeah, he's all hesitant right now. But then when it goes back to Optimus and Starscream, did you notice the music? No. Just listen to the music in this episode. It's it's like, what the It's bonkers. Okay, um, but while that music is playing, Terror, I think Starscream flies away and Kicker says to Optimus, um, Optimus asks where Demolisher is. I, I, it gets all fuzzy here, but when Optimus finds out Demolisher is talking to Megatron, he's like, what? Mm-hmm. And back with Demolisher, he's still on the fence, I guess, and Megatron is losing patience. He tells Demolisher, attack me. If you're with the Autobots, I'm your enemy. Attack me. And Demolisher still can't do it. And then he just turns around and blows open the door to the base. There you go, Megatron. Yeah, this was this was the moment I had been waiting for. And you know what? It On the Unicron scale, as we've called it, or the Unicron curve, um, it, it wasn't it was pretty good. Um, I really like that Demolisher had this moment of not knowing which way to go, and Megatron legitimate, I don't know if he's gaslighting him, but he's calling his bluff. He's like, okay, if you're an Autobot, you're a big, big, brave Autobot. I'm Megatron. You have to kill me. Do it. And you know if Demolisher had have even tried, Megatron would have crushed him flat. Oh, it just would have bent him into pretzels instantly, yeah. But anyway, he blows the door open, uh, and I think this is when Optimus lands and is like, don't you go anywhere, Megatron. Well, yeah, because Megatron's like, we're going to take all the energon, and then we're going to destroy this city. But now Optimus is here, and inside, the Terracons get to the room with Hotshot in the Energon bath, which kind of makes sense. If they're drawn to Energon, that is where they would run, right? And then Kicker just comes out into a hallway with Terracons running at him, but then Strongarm throws a copy of Megatron's sword that's bigger than Kicker is over to him, which he manages to catch without falling over, and then uses it to fight the Terracons. Oh yeah, it's 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 so... This is deep, deep into my category of Kicker being an annoying shit who does cool shit. Uh, because he's like... This is like straight out of Final Fantasy, I don't know, 98. I was about to say the uh, Final Fantasy 7, I think, is the guy with that huge fucking sword. Yeah, the one that was on PlayStation, yeah. Who has blonde hair, by the way? I never really played that game. Uh, me either. But uh, he he runs down the hallway and, like, jumps and slashes and takes out a bunch of Terracons, and it looks cool. There's a great shot of him running out of the fog towards the camera of the smoke. But when we go outside... Gary Chalk delivers one of the worst lines I've heard in this series, where uh, he pu- he pulls out Megatron's sword. Megatron's like, uh, what? Where'd you get that? And I, yeah. I, I should, well, Kicker threw it down I to him. I should have yeah. written it down. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kicker throws the sword. But uh, I should have written it down, but uh, Gary Chalk, or Optimus, says something to the effect of, I had our friends, the Omnicons, build this one for me, Megatron, and it's just oh, as powerful. <laughs> yeah, and it's just as powerful as yours, which means we're equal now. It's like, that that's your line, dude? 
if that if that was Peter Cullen, he'd say, like Megatron would say, where did you get that? And he would say, it doesn't matter. All that matters is what I'm going to do with it. And yeah. then he'd charge Megatron. <laughs> you need a good line there. And Gary Chalk did not give us a good line. That That's exactly what he would have said, though, if it were Peter Cullen. Yeah. And then he would have said, now give me your face. <laughs> give me your face. But uh, they start fighting, and when their swords collide, it, like the shockwaves just start smashing everything around them, it, oh, yeah. except them. But it's Optimus Prime and Megatron, right? I mean, but uh, it goes on for a bit. But then Cyclonus is like Megatron because the Autobots are surrounding them, and they all have copies of the sword. Yeah, it's a good thing they didn't get sent out to the other cities right away. Um, but yeah, everybody's got a sword, and then uh, Megatron enacts his super super slow teleportation device. Trademark. Yeah, it's his, it's his one last trick up his sleeve, literally, because it's the Energon Star the Terracon gave him earlier, which is on his arm, and he uses that to open a space bridge, and yeah, it takes a while, but uh, Demolisher does go with him. Yeah, oh yeah, there is a bit where Ironhide's like, hey dude, don't go, don't go, and he doesn't say anything, just looks at him, disappears. I told him, Julie, don't go. Optimus takes Kicker off the team because he can't risk Megatron discovering Kicker's abilities. Not because there is now a much greater chance that Kicker could get injured or even killed that Megatron is here, but because they can't let Megatron find out about this kid's Vidal Sassoon scent. Give him a haircut then. Give him a hat. Problem solved. I'm sure Kicker would still at least know when something's up, but why would Megatron discovering his abilities be something they'd worry about? Why would Megatron even care? Kicker can sense an impending attack. Well, what good would that be to Megatron? It'd get pretty old pretty quick, wouldn't it? Every time the Decepticons attacked an Autobot City, his hair to alarm would go off. Megatron, there's an attack. Yes, I know. I'm doing the attack. We've been through this. And his ability to sense Energon. Why would Megatron need him for that? He already has plenty of terror that can sense Energon, and once they get to it, they can do something with it. All Kicker can do is point it out. It'd be like walking up to Neil Armstrong in 1969 and saying, Hey, there's the moon. Oh, gee, what a great help you were, kid, and to think we were going to point the fucking rocket that way. Turn it around, boys. This kid found the moon for us. Yet, damn thing's over that way, I guess. Hey, kid, why is your hair... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. This episode was Megatron Raid or Megatron's Raid. Paul, what did you use think about this? Uh, it's a good episode. It's action, action, action. But uh, Optimus is kind of annoying, annoying, annoying in spots yeah that's pretty much my notes like solid action uh the his fight with starscream was pretty good i really enjoyed that uh but it's it's almost like he just has a complete lack of leadership he's very rodimus prime at this point uh i, I know we, like we mentioned earlier jetfire actually says in this episode and has said in a number of episodes hey i'm concerned about demolisher's loyalty and optimus goes huh yeah, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go over and stick my thumb up my ass and doesn't do anything. And then, uh, you know, it, that's what happened in this episode is, is because Optimus didn't do anything, Demolisher was free to blow open the doors of uh, Ocean City. His wait-and-see attitude, that's where it got him. Yeah, it's, it's wait-and-do-nothing. Um, although, going back to Demolisher, I really did enjoy kind of the culmination of his loyalty arc. Yeah, well, just the, the whole scene with Megatron and him talking to each other. It's like, are you with me or against me? Okay, if you're not going to blow open that door, clearly you're an Autobot. All right, shoot me. Come on, do it. 
do it. Give me the gun, I'll do it for you. Yeah, yeah, he called his bluff, and he, he knew Demolisher well enough that, yeah, he, he knew that. It was just, that was great. Everything about that uh, interaction, that scene was mwah, chef's kiss perfect. Uh, the next episode Paul and I are going to review is Starscream, the Mysterious Mercenary. If you want to see a couple guys without a clue, you can find us <laughs> on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmcpherson1. You can also email the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. You're lucky I'm even doing this.